This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new method for measuring the government's supply chain vulnerability. A new office within the Pentagon to thwart cyber attacks. And a new strategic plan from one agency to increase diversity. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Federal Acquisition Security Council is developing a scorecard to help assess government-wide supply chain security readiness. The council was created four years ago to coordinate IT supply chain policies like the ban on Huawei. In 2020, the Government Accountability Office found most agencies had not implemented supply chain risk management programs. In addition to developing the new scorecard, the council is also pointing agencies to revised National Institute of Standards and Technology guidance on supply chain security. The latest draft of the Yellow Book is out. These are the government's auditing standards developed by the Government Accountability Office. It's the first update reflecting major developments in the auditing and accountability professions and emphasizing specific considerations applicable to the government environment since 2018. The draft Yellow Book includes seven major revisions, including new standards for financial audits and adding a risk assessment process for quality management reviews. GAO outlined seven questions for federal, state, and local governments, as well as other experts, to offer feedback on and is accepting comments through April 23rd. House Republicans chart a path to reform or end the Department of Veterans Affairs rollout of a new electronic health record system. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The VA Electronic Health Record Modernization Improvement Act would require VA, along with vendor Cerner and its parent company Oracle, to demonstrate significant improvements in the EHR system before installing it at additional VA medical centers. House VA Committee Chairman Mike Bost and Technology Modernization Subcommittee Chairman Matt Rosendale are leading the bill. They've also introduced another bill that would completely pull the plug on the VA EHR system. A committee spokeswoman says lawmakers are currently focused on the EHR improvement bill. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Pentagon will conduct its four-year review of how the military is compensated. The White House directed the defense secretary to complete the review in two years, even though it usually takes four or five years to complete. The quadrennial review of military compensation will look at living costs for military families, including child care, housing costs, and the costs associated with moving and geographic separation of families. The review will also study food insecurity and the need for added assistance for service members whose incomes fall below 130 percent of national poverty guidelines. Stung by repeated Russian cyber attacks, a crucial U.S. Defense Department agency launches a countermeasure. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The Defense Threat Reduction Agency will establish an Office of Information Resiliency. Director Rebecca Herzman says she signed the order last week, but it will take the course of a year to get it up and running. Its main goal? Retain the kind of knowledge and information advantage that we need, that cognitive advantage to, to prevail in this kind of highly competitive environment. Herzman said the agency will provide technical training and support to military and civilian partners around the globe. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. More feedback comes in on an important aspect of the Pentagon's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more on that. The cyber accreditation body received more than 540 comments on the draft CMMC assessment process, known as the CAP. 
The document is intended to ensure there's consistency in how third-party assessment organizations evaluate the cybersecurity of defense contractors. The first draft came out last summer. The CyberAB will now adjudicate the comments, but the cap won't be finalized until the Pentagon finishes the CMMC rulemaking process. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. And DOD launched its new Defense Management Institute, a new organization dedicated to management research. At an opening ceremony Tuesday, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks said the institute would help the department with defense reform. The organization will be tasked with conducting research that improves management performance across the department and helps to do a better job with acquisition. It will build a library of past management studies and bring together defense officials and outside experts. The Institute is a collaboration between DOD and the federally funded Institute for Defense Analyses. The Navy's chief data officer is moving to a new role with the Army. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Tom Sasala, who spent the last three years running the Department of the Navy's data efforts, is moving to a new role with the Army. He started yesterday as the deputy director of the Office of Business Transformation. In that new role, Sasala will help drive process optimizations, reform business practices, and help ensure the Army's business community is connected to the mission. Sasala has been the Navy's CDO since 2019, where he established a comprehensive data management program, created an enterprise data management analytics platform, and standardized data management roles. It's unclear who will be the new Navy CDO, even on an acting basis. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service awards a contract worth up to $70 million to get a better handle on its data. USPS selects multi-cloud vendor Veritas Technologies to help modernize its data compliance and e-discovery tools. The vendor will provide USPS with automated data archiving and retention across all of its on-premises and cloud-based data sources. The contract award is for three years, but can be extended for up to seven years. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Commerce Department takes a step toward advancing its strategic plan to improve diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. Leaders at Commerce laid out goals to broaden job applicant pools as well as raise officials' awareness of barriers to equity during the agency's first-ever DEIA meeting. Agency leadership plans to meet semi-regularly to share progress on pilot projects and then share updates with staff. The department is also making plans to soon host a DEIA Employee Resource Group Summit. And the National Science Foundation plans to limit pay raises for hundreds of its employees. As you can imagine, it's facing pushback from its main labor union. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. The American Federation of Government Employees raises concerns about NSF plans to cap the pay raise for some accepted service employees to 1%. An email from agency officials to staff announced the initial plans in an effort to ensure pay doesn't surpass career feds on the GS scale. But an NSF spokesperson says the announcement was sent prematurely and nothing is set in stone. All NSF employees on the general schedule will receive the 4.6% enacted pay raise, regardless of the final decision. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, and you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. (music) 